1: podcast is about sex if you're faint-hearted or easily offended you might not want to listen but you should join me tracy cox and kelsey chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast tracy is an
2: international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships
1: Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week we answer three anonymous
2: sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners, and nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk.
1: So... Did you do your homework? That's what I want to know. What was my homework? Because there's well, so many things. Well, I know you would have done it. Two things. Two things. To fab and oh. to use a stroker. Now, you can't be using the stroker because I haven't sent it to you yet. The hand job masturbator for people who don't know what that means. I just want you guys to know
2: that this is our second episode and I, I woke up to an email from Tracy with a list of sex toys that I get to choose from, that I get to try, that she's shipping from across the pond, literally. And the excitement I have is is more than I'd like to be proud of. I mean, the, these things, when I grow up, like, we didn't talk about this stuff. We didn't say anything about this stuff. And that's why I love today's questions, because they're very much the world of sex that I grew up in, which was like, you do it. It's not really that much fun. You're definitely not going to have a toy. That's outrageous. That's for, like, mm. hookers or whatever, people that, you know, that, that aren't classy. But right now, someone's packing up a box for me that has a stroker,
1: a G-spot wand, a, I don't know <laughs> Orgasm what gel. Else. And Orgasm it's not over the pond, by the way, because Love Honey are in America. They're they're basically everywhere in the world. So it's, it's coming far quicker than you think. Oh, I can't wait. So <laughs> I'll let you guys dollar. know. I'm going to have to take a whole weekend off
2: just to try everything. My kids will be like, Mom? I'm like, sorry, yeah, come guys. Come out of that room. <laughs> exactly. But right. I'm glad we're here. I think we can get started on the first question if you guys are ready. Absolutely. And just, I want to tell the listeners, I know I'm not zippy. And I know I have more thoughts on this, and I'm in such a different position because I am single at this point, and so I'm out in the world. So just know, whenever I make fun of something or laugh at it, I'm not making fun of it and laughing at it. Well, you can think that I'm not. That's what I want you to know. But I am am taken aback by some of these things but that's okay because this is new to me. And I would assume a lot of people that are listening have never discussed this stuff. So please forgive me if I go, you got to be kidding me or something like that, because I swear to God, we never talked about this stuff.
1: I'll pull you back in line. I'll pull you back in line. Yes. Tracy's
2: an expert. She's, she has no problem talking about this stuff. So, okay, here we go. Question number one, I'm a straight woman and very happy with my partner. All is good, but four years in, I still feel intimidated by his sexual past. He's a little older than me and has had many lovers. I've only slept with one person before him. I was in a long-term relationship for many years before we met. He's never said anything to make me feel inferior, but I sometimes feel like a dancing monkey trying to wow the crowd. I still worry I'm not hitting the bar. How can I get past this?
1: Well, I think... I think, look, everybody has been intimidated by an ex or somebody's sexual past. And in fact, I... I'm not usually intimidated by exes, probably because I've got more than a few that my partners always have to foot up with. But I was recently because my partner, my husband, Miles, he has an ex which I call the cultural ex, and let's call her Andrea, right? So whenever you say to him, did you ever go to the ballet, did you ever be to operas, always with Andrea. She toured, you know, they went to Tuscany, they did the wine regions. And I'm quite grateful to Andrea because she sort of educated him a lot. But then Sophia, his daughter, turned up... The The other day with a big box full of photos and they were sent over by his ex-wife I think with a purpose to be honest because they were all photographs of him and Andrea like five years worth and she didn't look the way I expected she was far too good looking they looked far too in love they looked far too sexed up for my liking and suddenly I was obsessed with oh my god these here's evidence that he's had great sex with somebody else and I didn't ask and I don't want to know, but I think this is the problem with this, this, you know, listener who's written in, is that you get a little bit of information, she knows that her partner's had lots of lovers, and then your imagination just goes wild and invents all the best sex he's ever had with every single person he's ever had sex with. And what she's doing, she's making three wrong assumptions here, right? Number one, that all sex is good sex. Now, this is not true, especially if it's casual sex. And if he's had loads of lovers, there's going to be casual sex in there. Now, most one-night stands, most casual sex, you know, is selfish sex. You know, you do the walk of shame the next day. You're not generally doing that thinking, that was amazing. You're generally thinking, oh my God, I wish I hadn't done that. Very, very rarely do women orgasm. So that's a big assumption that she's making. The other one is that the more lovers you have, the better you are in bed, which is complete rubbish. Thank God. Oh, complete! Yeah, well, exactly. You'll be thinking this too, yes. Because Kelsey hasn't got hundreds of lovers under her belt. She's ever got how many? Not many. <laughs> no, I no, think no. I'm at like I I'm, I'm going to
2: be at like six at some point. I'm trying to get to nine, which I feel like is a classy number. <laughs> for some Everyone reason. says
1: ten. Everyone yeah. says ten, no matter what what age you are, it stays at ten. it yeah. makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. But the fact is, if this guy slept with hundred lovers and she's only had one, if she immersed herself in her partner they were curious they were adventurous they trusted each other they tried out lots of new things she'll be a better lover than he will be with 20 relationships where he didn't hang around long enough to learn anything because it's only through long-term sex that you learn about sex you right yeah
2: no no, I mean no I totally agree and it's funny because I my husband had sex with like Mm -hmm. I would say like hundreds I don't know. Really? That would be a lie. We can't ask him because he's not here. But he was very busy from a very young age. And he loved sex. And honestly, I felt the opposite way. When we got married, I would had sex with one other person. And I remember thinking, like, thank God he got that out of his system. Mm. Yeah. And I, and I was happy for him. I, and I actually was like, I felt like he, it was the first time he loved somebody. That's why he married me. And everybody else was just great sex. And I was like, so what you just traded for, you got love and bad sex.
1: But you had a lot of great sex, and now that's over for you, buddy. And do you know what? That was my third point, and this is the mistake she's making as well. She's judging sex by performance, not in, not emotion. Right. And he's having sex with her because he loves her. Exactly your point with Nate, right? Yeah. You know, he gets to have sex with you, and he loves you. He didn't care less about all those other thousands of women that he slept with. I did laugh at the bit in your book where you said somebody rang you up and said, God, he's got around before or something. You're oh, like, yeah. yeah. Whatever.
2: I don't well, I, I always said that after he passed away, I was just waiting by the phone, waiting for the call of like, and this is his child. I'm <laughs> sorry, we had to bring it up now. Yeah, I mean, it didn't, I never felt intimidated. I felt just relieved that he got, for some reason in my mind, this this idea was that he got it out of his system. And that's what guys have to do. And honestly, looking I mean, back I mean, now, yeah, well, looking back now, I just again, how I was raised, that just wasn't, it wasn't on the table you know, mm-hmm. I am I think I told you this. My mom told me that I'm a beautiful gift. And every time I unwrap myself, I give my, every time I have sex with someone, I unwrap my gift. But if I keep unwrapping myself, eventually I'll just become a piece of trash.
1: <gasps> I I, but I remember, told but, me that. yeah, but I remember thinking, still around.
2: Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. But she meant it like, I think she meant it in like a, you know, make sure you're you're careful who you give your gift to. And I yeah. was like, well, I don't want to be all torn up, you know, literally or figuratively. But now I'm like, here, let's take the wrapping paper off. But I just think it's, it's we have to remember too that there is no bar to sex. Like it's just getting to know the person you're with and being mm-hmm. open to trying new things. I think that's the hardest thing for women, which we should, maybe the next... Question is like the best question I've ever seen because it's all our all our friends talk about, and we're I'm forty five, so okay.
1: But hang on, don't go to it yet because I wanted to say another thing about that. The first question was where she says, "I feel like I need to wow the crowd." And it was interesting that she said, wow the crowd, not wow him. And I feel like this woman has invited, subconsciously invited all of these lovers into the bedroom and that he's not just scoring her, but they're all sitting and looking at her and scoring her. So she needs to banish them from the bread and also talk to him and just, just say, look, I'm feeling a bit intimidated. And one honest conversation, he will reassure you and all of this will disappear. Maybe she has a fantasy of like wowing a crowd.
2: Maybe that's something Maybe. she should think about.
1: Yes, true. What's Maybe she needs to envision
2: a whole, a whole, a whole scene or something. No, I agree. I agree with what you said. You're a smart woman. Anything <laughs> right. else on on the monkey dancing no, monkey trying to wow the nothing crowd?
1: On the, nothing on the dancing monkey. Move along, move along.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Okay, here we go. This is a very important one for anyone that's married. Everybody that's married although some of you might just be cranking it still. God bless you. Okay, I'm a big fan of the podcast and I listen every week. I'm trying to work out if my sex life is in trouble or not. I've been with my partner for eight years and I'm not stupid enough to expect that fireworks are gonna be there like they were at the start. But sex often feels like something that's a chore to be crossed off my to-do list. I feel bad admitting this because I know Tracy thinks women should initiate, but I leave it up to my husband to suggest sex. It's okay when we have it, but we are guilty of doing the same thing every time. Does this sound like a sex life in trouble or the norm for a couple who's been together a long time?
1: Okay. Well, you tell me first, what do you think? You think it's the norm, don't you?
2: I don't know that it's, I do think it's probably not ideal, but I don't also know a lot of people who have been in relationships 10, 15, 20 years that are just taking it to the house in the bedroom Mm. because... And we talk about this all the time because I think it could feel good, but part of the fun of sex in the beginning is not knowing where you stand with the person or trying to understand what you are or who you are or what they bring out in you. So once you know all that, and once you've got kids and once you've got schedules and and you don't have a lot of free time to kind of just drop into a different realm of who you might be, I don't know how you... I don't know how you have great sex because what I've learned lately is great sex takes a long time or it takes like you want to have time
1: or at least that's my experience but I think also I mean we could talk this is this is if ever you had to say what's the question I'm asked most of all this is the question and you could talk about it and talk about it and talk about it so we will talk about it and talk about it and talk about it because it's so difficult to solve and interesting but I feel like I don't know whether this person's writing in and saying is she saying this is the deal Uh, But I'm actually quite happy with it. And can you just reassure me that this is what everybody's going through? Because if that is the case and both of them are happy, both of them, then she should just relax and go, okay, because it certainly is common. But just because it's common, right, doesn't mean that you shouldn't lift the bar, push the bar out, put the boat out a bit. And because her sex life isn't in trouble, but by God, it could do with a bit of a service, couldn't it? So there were things there that really did ring Alarm bells for me. The first thing is about sex feeling like a chore. Now, we all have times where we go, Oh, for God's sake, are you serious? You're looking at me like that. I don't want it now. Everybody does that. That's normal. But if she's feeling weary about all her sexual performances, then that is not great because sex is meant to be a source of pleasure and connection. And the culprits, if you're dreading sex or if you think it's a chore, not dreading, if you think it's a chore, is boredom, it's stress. And it is often a lack of sleep. So it's those three things. So she should have a look at that. But basically what she's done is what every other couple does. And they follow the basic couple journey, which is we all have a limited repertoire of things we do and little tricks and techniques and stuff. And when you meet someone, you go through them all and you use them all up within the first couple of months, right? And then what happens is you settle into what I call efficient sex. So you know if I do X to my partner, this will make them orgasm. So Tracy loves oral sex. So that's her, you know, tried and true method. And Miles loves, Poor Miles. Miles, loves Miles loves swinging from lamppost. Miles <laughs> loves, you know, like intercourse. So that's his way. So couples very quickly work out the easiest way from A to B. A is like zero arousal, B is orgasm, because we're all very orgasm driven. And this is fine. It's very effective and it works and it, cuts down the time you have sex but it's boring now the one of the biggest tricks to zapping up long-term sex is because it is difficult because it takes you I mean great sex is great in the beginning with new people because it's new and you've never done it before and it is a game and there's insecurity and they don't know you and you're like oh my god did they like that didn't of course all those things are important but to try and recreate that long term you have to tap into your dark side so really, the darker, the murkier, the nastier, the, the more embarrassing, the bit you, the things you would never, ever want anyone to find out about what you fantasize about. This, this is the trick. So I want this woman to think to herself, if she could do one thing sexually that she's never done, what would that be? And then build on that. Either do it or have a fantasy about it or role play it. Think back to the stuff she used to do at the beginning. That because it sounds like they had good sex in the beginning. You know, we 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 have, we use sex toys. We dress up. We do tie up games. We do all sorts. Think about what she really loved, and then say to a partner, "Hey, remember when we used to do X? Why don't we do that again?" Why are you laughing? I, mean, I just love it. Like
2: I just I, I love thinking of my high school girlfriends being like to their husband. By chance, could you tie me up? You know, could well, I mean? I mean, I'm just telling you, this isn't people aren't even aware that this is a possibility. They don't even know how to Seriously? get there. A hundred percent. You talk about this all day, but like regular people, they are—they have no idea even to have that conversation. Like the guy comes back from working at the bank, the kids have <laughs> just eaten mac and cheese. And then all of a sudden you're like, any chance you could choke me out and tie me up tonight? I don't know that that's... I mean, I honestly... I didn't even know the sex that I'm having now. I didn't even know it was possible. I didn't know you could, you could have sex for hours. I didn't know that you could come in and out of making love. I didn't know that you could ask for things that you want and not feel embarrassed. I didn't know any of it, like zero. And I don't, and I came from a, a, a man that was very sexual and very open to everything, but I just couldn't talk to him about it. So what do we do if we can't get the words out? It's too embarrassing.
1: This the type of sex you're talking about sounds a lot like sex on his terms to me. Like, and I think a lot of women go into a relationship and it's in especially if you are quite conservative and nervous about sex and kind of think, well, it's his role to be in charge, and and they let the man take over. And that's always a disaster for couples' sex because it's the woman that should take over. Exactly. And, no, I agree with you, but I don't think we're told um, that. We're not told that. Probably not. And that's why we I mean the younger generation are, they certainly are but again with every single question it's talk to your partner and how to talk about sex is not to sit them down and say right honey we need to talk about sex no one wants that it's to start having little tiny conversations like god did you read i always say i had a dream last night that we were doing this how hilarious i read in the paper today that you know 65 of couples have tried threesomes what do you think about that just make up shit right and right. say it and have conversations about sex generally and then you move from there into your sex Right. Honey, you you know, so you've just got to get... It's the same with kids. If you're trying to talk to kids about sex, you just bring up tiny little bite-sized things, get the topic out there, and then you make it personal. I think, too, I mean, now if you look at
2: Netflix and, like, things that you can watch on TV that used to be, like, considered absolute porn, like Mm. straight-up porn. Now you watch Game of Thrones. You watch Bridgerton. You would, and you're just like, holy Tleeter, did they just do that on a staircase on a regular show that my kids could just click on at any point? I mean, the idea of understanding sex in a different way. Our generation, we never, it it was like a VHS that we had found under our parents' bed that we like snuck, or maybe a Playboy magazine. We had no visuals of what sex looked like other than just missionary two seconds. Now you watch these things on TV. I mean Game of Thrones and Bridgerton are probably two of the ones that make it as classy and beautiful and desirable as you can imagine. Game of Thrones, classy sex, I don't know about uh, that. No, not Game of Thrones, Bridgeton. I was like, whatever they're doing at Bridgeton, because it was, but they had so many clothes under there. There was so much to get under. No, Game of Thrones, but it's just stuff that, that we've heard about. But I think men probably have seen more of that, whether mm. they watched more porn, or they've just they seen did, yeah. more things than women have ever seen. But now we're kind of looking literally behind the curtain. And it's opening our mind up to like, maybe there are other ways to do this. And maybe... You know, and so maybe watching shows with somebody starts that conversation too. It
1: is, it is one of the things. And I mean, the other thing that this woman doesn't do that you should do as a couple is plan sexual treats. Like, I don't know, I suppose maybe I, I grew up in Australia with very liberal parents, even though I'm English. And I don't, yeah, my experience of sex was totally different than yours, not religious no great there was it was sort of the message that my parents gave was sex is something you do with somebody that you care about that was I about that. as as that was the strictest rule they really installed in me but then my dad had an affair so you couldn't exactly turn around and say anything I mean my mum could but she I don't know I don't know where I just don't know why but we ended up with this family that we're all we were all very cool about sex my sister worked for family planning so that helped but God, I mean, religion and sex is another thing. Yeah. Huge. I grew up in the South, so most of our friends
2: were very strong Christians. And we talk about all the time how their religion informed their view of sex. My best friend was Jewish and her parents were much more open to it because I think in Judaism, it's a mitzvah. It's like it's a good deed to have sex. You just want to use protection. and But it wasn't a dirty thing. It wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't something you had to wait for. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting what the, and I mean, what, what you're raised with and how it gets embedded in your head. So Mm. I think, I think that makes sense.
1: And in terms of just talking about this, going back to the question with, first of all, I want to say, please, if you are a couple and you're thinking, oh my God, my sex life sounds like this, but you're happy and your partner's happy, don't feel that you have to live up to any norm. Because I know lots of couples like predictability. And if you're happy, then fine. I mean, sometimes you get to a point in your life, you've had loads of sex and you're like, you know what, I'm quite happy with it where it is. But if you're not, There are ways to challenge it. That's going to be one of them. And we will talk about how to increase desire in long-term relationships over and over from a different angle each time. But because it is such a big, 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 big problem. And everybody's... And I get so annoyed at television when, when they have couples that have been together for like... 20, 30 years, and they're suddenly just ripping each, other clo- yeah, others, like, each other's clothes up and you're like, oh, sod off. You're like, not it, happening. It, it, I know, and I keep looking at Miles, okay, it doesn't really happen, you know. And he's like, yes, I know. <laughs> so, well, also, because
2: the great part about being married is some nights you just touch feet and watch a show, and yes. that feels as connected as any sexual act you could ever have. So there's something yeah. l- really lovely about being in a place where that's you're not worried about that. So all right, exactly. we're going to go to the next one. I already have an opinion about it. So whoever wrote it, just know I already have an opinion about it. But Tracy's going to stay open-minded because that's her job. Well, I don't know
1: about that. I think she should brace herself, whoever wrote this one.
2: (laughs) Okay. Does being drunk excuse someone from cheating? I've just started seeing someone who seems nice. But the other night, he went AWOL on a night out with the boys and didn't contact me until mid-afternoon the next day. He then admitted he'd been with someone else. He basically blamed his mates for getting him so drunk. He had no idea what he was doing. I don't know whether to give him another chance or not. He's 54 and I'm divorced and 48. He was single for a while before I met him.
1: I'm not surprised he was single for a while. I mean, I read that and I was expecting him to be 20s. In his 20s. He's 54. I I know. I know. I mean, absolutely. Of all the excuses of why people cheat on people, the drunk one is the most pathetic because... There, no matter how drunk you got in the evening, there is always a moment when you make a decision. There is always a moment before you tip over to that super drunk, you know, stage. And that moment usually comes, you go to the loo and you're like, oh my God, that guy's hitting on me. I'm a bit drunk. You know, this is really dangerous. You go home at that point. If you think to yourself, oh, what the hell? We'll just see what happens. You've made a decision. So, It's not the booze that did it. You did it, and the other thing—I mean—and even no matter how drunk you were, it doesn't override basic decency, moral codes, commitment. It really doesn't. It's like women who take their tops off when they're drunk. I mean, I would never take my top off, and I I just wouldn't. It's just—I mean, I wish I wish I had
2: boobs that I could. I wish that I had boobs that I was like God. I really would be doing somebody an honor if I pulled my shirt off.
1: Did you used to have
2: people who did that?
1: Because that out—oh, they do it it all in college. Yeah, in college. Yeah, what the hell was that about? The other thing that really annoyed me about him with this was him saying his mates got him drunk. Is he 12? How did they get him drunk? Did they drip it, you know, wire him up to a drip? Did they spike his drinks? I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. You can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends. So he's hanging around with idiots. But what, it, I mean, at the very least, he's an idiot people pleaser. I mean, I he can't So annoyed I, me, this guy. I can't stand him. So
2: whoever wrote this, no. I just want you to know, first of all, what, what bugs him about Tracy is all of the things that bugs me. But what really bugs me is that, like, he called you the next day and told you, like, he was even like, he wasn't even feeling that bad about it. Actually, he was happy to tell you. He was happy to say that, oh, I just got a little wild. Sorry, I slept with someone else. I mean, he didn't have the decency to lie about it for like yeah. a couple days. I mean, what type of guy just comes clean that quickly unless they really want to hurt your feelings? <laughs> like, Good point. Good point. I, I mean, yeah. he was just a hi, sorry, I, I didn't call you because I had sex with someone else. Are you okay with it? I was drunk. I mean, he's just trying to get away from you. So I would cut bait mm-hmm. soon. I can't
1: stand him. Soon, I can't stand him. I think he sounds like a man child. He's unreliable, untrustworthy, too influenced by his friends, immature. Could we think of anything else nice? No. Please walk away. Listen, I don't. I was my little sum up was going to be: look, if you're seeing something in him that we don't, because um, you're the one that's in the relationship, then go for it. Give him another chance. But. Uh,
2: I just don't want you, I don't want her to be desperate. I feel like there's a little bit of like, well, I'm single and I just am, oh, I'm older. And get it, girl. I see it. I get it. Mm -hmm. I'm out there like you are at this age and you're going like, how the hell is this going to work? But you got to trust that there are great people out there and there are, and there are people who aren't going to do that. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. There's not even a discussion. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Walk away.
1: And report back at how good you feel because you will feel good when you walk away from this.
2: Yeah, and then of course they'll call you and apologize, and you'll be like, "Yawn, <laughs> bored to tears, gotta go." I think that's it for today. I feel like we've covered a lot, but I also feel like we all have homework to do, especially the married people that are bored. They've got to go home and watch Bridgerton, and then have a discussion about tie being tied up yes, after carpool.
1: Come on, you must have done that. You must have tied someone up when
2: you were younger. Didn't everyone? No, do that? I slept with one oh person when I was. I I got to college. I hadn't had sex yet. I went home for Thanksgiving, and it turned out all my girlfriends had been having sex in high school but had lied to me. So then I went quickly back to college and decided to have sex as soon as I possibly could to catch up with everybody. And then I met Nate like six months later, so I had sex with one person before I got married.
1: Damn. I know. You've got a lot of catching up to do. I'm so
2: busy. Thank God for the, <laughs> for the sex toys that are on their way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I reckon, okay, any, everybody who's married in a long-term relationship, if you haven't tied up your partner, you have to do it. We'll talk about how to bring that up next time. But you could just say, do you know what, honey? I read a statistic, that's hard to say, that at least 50% of couples have tied each other up and we never have. Let's try it. We all Brilliant have something
2: to, to have a conversation about, including me. Can't wait. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tracy's the best. Tracy,
1: thank you for all your brilliance. We're learning together. No problem. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextalkpod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast.
0: Planning
2: for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,